right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, as always, joined by Keith Hernandez over the weekend here. But it's not the weekend, uh, it's Monday, and we're coming at you yeah. fresh, obviously, because yesterday was Father's Day. Uh, so we figured we postpone the pod for one day here, and we're, we're recording it on Monday. It's going to drop on Monday, so you'll still have it just a few hours after you normally would have it. So, Keith, how you doing? Doing great, man. DeGrom pitched today, so, you know, looks healthy enough. He looks healthy enough is right. When he threw those <laughs> uh, three straight sliders out of the zone to the other team's pitcher and he was, like, shaking, I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. I was freaking out. I mean, not not only were they helicopters, but his sliders usually like 92, 94. Those were like 87, 88. Yeah. And, I was, and then he threw a 98 mile an hour fastball after that, and I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. But now he rebounded. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's I good. think he was just trying to find it with, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he was with like, the oh, the pitcher's up. up. Let me just mess around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I never understand. But all right, I guess like he can do whatever he wants. Lowered his yeah. ERA to point. What is it? Point five five zero. Yeah, like come his, on. His whip, his whip is now higher than his ERA, by point zero one. <laughs> that's incredible. I don't. That's incredible. I don't know how he does it. But uh, look, so we're here. We have a couple of things to go over today. Now, if you listened to last week's show and you were like, "Wow, they didn't talk about Tyler Glass now and friends," well, that happened literally like twenty hours after we recorded. So we're going to hit that up today, obviously. Uh, the Rays called up their top prospect. We're going to talk about that. And obviously we got you in Beat the Streak, Fantasy Ads, and our series of the week. Last week, me and Keith both missed on Chris Bryant, mainly me. But uh, at least Nelson Cruz hit a home run. So I, yeah. I got that going for me. I, I also missed on Tatis. And Tatis ended up getting like three hits every other game the rest of the series. So. Yeah, you love to see it. He screwed me too. Don't worry, Keith. We're we're both out <laughs> here. Um, so before we start, you guys know the drill at this point. Follow at Beak Brands, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I've had people hit me up like, yo, where is this thing? Like, it automatically posts on Facebook and Twitter. So if you're like me and don't use Twitter for anything other than sports news, it's perfect because it just pops right up. Um, I don't know. I think Keith might follow more than five accounts because that's pretty much all I follow on Twitter. Um, so I get a lot of my third-party information through Keith and Meek Phil over there, so that's yes. good. Yes. Um, question before I continue the spiel. Do you know Meek Phil, or is that just like some random no. guy? Okay. He's like the, just one of the biggest Mets fan accounts on Twitter. That he's hilarious. That, yeah, he is hilarious. But after I saw his profile picture, I'm like, maybe Keith knows this guy, and he just happens to be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, all right, so anyway. Follow at Beak Brands on its uh, social media. All right. Um, go check out the website, BeakBrands.com. One of my most popular columns that I've ever written, a series, is the Fantasy Baseball Waiver Wire column. The only place you can see that, on the website. So you got to go to the website. I give you fantasy information. I'm pretty good at fantasy baseball. Keith can attest to that. I've only beaten him like nine years in a row. Uh, hey, <laughs> This year is different. This year is different because his team is out here, like, hitting, like, the 0-2 Yankees and <laughs> pitching, like, the Dodgers or the Sandy Koufax. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a little scary, but hopefully someone else just knocks you out. Uh, so, yeah, check out the website, beakbrands.com. Good information up there. Number three, 
If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, follow, etc., etc. Same thing on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, interact with the bots that comment on the video. It's great. All right. If you're more of a video guy and you're like you're only a listener and you're like, wow, they do video. Yes, Beak Brands on the YouTube there. It'll pop right up. You get to see me and Keith. It's a great time. Okay. So, anyway. I know I'm ready. Keith's ready. We're going to get it started here. We're going to get it started. Like the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, Alright, so. After we recorded last week. Tyler Glass now. Partially torn UCL. Unfortunate for yeah. a couple of reasons. One, he's the Rays' best pitcher. Two, the Rays are a really good team that kind of lack starting pitching. Three, he was my AL Cy Young pick, and he looked like he actually had a chance to win it. Um, and four, he's on both of my fantasy teams. Uh, the same, and four, he's on both the Keith's <laughs> fantasy teams. Look at that. Yeah. So it's, it's not good. Um, but it, if you missed it, he went on this big rant about how he uses sunscreen and rosin as like his, I guess, like sticky material of choice, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, he's been using it. And he said pretty much because they took it away midseason, he had to change everything that he's been doing, like, you know, at the blink of an eye, go to something else. Now he's using a bunch of different muscles in his arm he didn't even know he had because he has to grip the ball tighter to get a grip that he was used to having with the sunscreen and rosin. And he's saying that that directly contributed to his specific injury. So I'm going to ask you, Keith, a couple of things. One, do you think that sunscreen and rosin is cheating in your mind? And two, do you think what MLB did was wrong to the pitchers, even if they do consider it cheating, quote unquote? All right, I don't, I don't really consider the sunscreen and rosin like cheating. Not, I mean. I know Pedro Martinez was saying, you know, all you need to activate that rosin is a little bit of spit or a little bit of sweat, which you're going to be getting out there, especially in a hot day. I most most of those guys are wearing sunscreen just for protection on those super hot summer days. You know, nobody wants to get burnt. Uh, no matter yeah, if you're I mean, you a professional athlete, it's just yeah. a fan, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, guys are going to be wearing sunscreen anyway, and people, if you're wearing sunscreen or not, everyone throws that rosin bag off of their arm. Um, so you got to activate that rosin somehow. I don't, I, I feel like that should be fine in terms of like foreign substances. Um, and yes, I do think the MLB was wrong implementing this right now in the middle of the season. Either you wait until the all-star break and you take another month and a half of like, or I guess now is that it's only less than a month of, of doing some research, determine what's good and what's bad so obviously you know like no no spider attack no pine tar but you know rosin on a little bit of sunscreen is fine because that that's just grip that's not even spin rate stuff that is literally just grip uh um, yeah because just to cut you off for a second in his start yeah. before that against the nationals when he didn't use anything he was yeah. just as good he went like seven innings and his spin rate was exactly the same so the and sunscreen think, and the rosin yeah. is just for grip that's it but i think the I think two starts before the start, he got injured. He gave up like five runs in like four and a third or something like that. And he had like four walks. So he was struggling with control. Um, and you know, when I, when I first heard him say that, like, Oh, I wasn't u- using sticky stuff. So I got hurt. I thought, 
I, I, I said this to you. Pete Alonso said that, you know, MLB changes the balls every year to, uh, to match the free agent class or whatever. Um, and I was like, that's probably even more stupid than what Pete said. Um, but like actually listening to what he said, um, and saying that he started using that he stopped using the, the sunscreen and rosin like three, four starts ago, it, it made a lot more sense, you know, digging the ball deeper into your hand. And he's got giant hands. He's like six foot six. Yeah, I think he's like six seven. Yeah, like a size seventeen shoe. So he's like, yeah, it, yeah, it it makes sense, you know, digging the ball deeper into your hand instead of you know having it on your fingertips where we're just sticking there with whatever you got on. Um. Yeah, you will use different muscles in your shoulder and your elbow and your forearm and tricep, all that stuff. Um, so it does make sense. Could it also have been something that's been slowly tearing as the whole season's gone on? Probably that too. I mean, he throws hard. He snaps a lot of breaking balls. It, it just happens. So that was actually my next question. So yeah. his injury, partially torn UCL. So in case you're new to this whole baseball thing, Tommy John. Pretty much is what if he if that goes that's where he's Hard. headed yeah um because he said that like he could get hurt with using sunscreen and rosin because he literally said I'm six seven I throw a hundred miles an hour <laughs> like yeah. he knows he's like a physical dude so do you think it was more of him being like this physical freak and like eventually his elbow was just going to explode or was it more like he's used to pitching a certain way and then this like drastic change immediately and then it when i i i think it was his his body was you know getting to that point of everything's like starting to break down with you know how big he is and how hard he throws um and that the timing of it just happened to be when he stopped using the sticky stuff um you know we i mean we on the mets that's like a quick example i can think of seth lugo when he was pitching for puerto rico in the world baseball classic that's when he got his partially torn ucl he took like four months off, three months off, something like that. Got a couple like plasma injections, and he's been pitching through it ever since then, up until spring training this year, where he decided to get that surgery, and he was out for two and a half months, something like that. And yeah. he just came back as a reliever two weeks ago. Um, so it is something you can pitch through. Yeah, you know, Tanaka like, had it too, partially torn UCL yes. for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I believe he pitched through it as well. He did. Uh, yeah. I, so I mean, it's it's the rest. You see, you see what works for you, and you decide from there. But um, you know, definitely, definitely don't like to see that for a star like him. No, you don't. Um, and there are other pitchers that back them up. I mean, obviously Trevor Bauer went off on the internet, but he does that pretty much after every start, regardless of what happens. So yeah. you throw his opinion out the window. We know where he stands. Legalized pine tar <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Carlos Rodon, my boy, Chicago White Sox, also on your fantasy baseball mm -hmm. team. Uh, he's yes. a guy that's battled a ton of injuries over his career, not just to his arm, like everywhere. Everywhere. Um, he's finally healthy this year. And his stance was a little bit different from Glass now. And it was more like, yeah, you know, like you let the Astros cheat, <laughs> win the World Series, and then don't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, batting averages are down like, a little bit across the league and you're like no 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 more of that because the league wants offense obviously because it's more exciting yeah yep so where do you stand on what he said yeah i mean 
if the league wants offense, they should just keep keep the juiced balls yeah. and let them use sticky stuff and, you know, let the two just battle it out. I, like, I, I'm so done. Yeah, we're going to end up in a strike next year if they keep going like this. You know, they're not yeah. going to they're not going to be able to agree on, you know, what type of baseball they use. Not going to be able to agree on sticky stuff. Not going to be able to agree on universal DH. Expanded playoffs is going to be a whole mess this offseason. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, it's like because every year it's like, oh, we'll tweak this, we'll tweak this. I feel like they're so quick to change like so, little yeah. things, you know, because the pitchers complain the balls are juice. So like, all right, we'll get rid of that. Now the hitters are complaining that the pitchers are using stuff. Like, you listen to all these pitchers on TV and stuff. They've been using stuff since the dawn of time. Like they've always been using yeah. stuff. It's just they don't want you to put spider tack on the ball and your spin rates up like 9,000 revolutions per minute or whatever it is like and (laughs) and you know like with everybody who started to use the sticky stuff why did they like the 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 main group of guys who started to use it now like why did they use it because when those balls when they started using the juice balls the seams were lower the seams on the balls like that's how you get your grip yep when the seams are lower it's just slipping right out of your hand and like if you you when you like play travel ball and you guys are only using two balls for a whole seven inning game, getting hit around everywhere, getting hit into the parking lot, those seams flatten out very very quickly. You know MLB they have fresh balls whenever you want it. Um, yeah, after like every third pitch. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like like if you pitch on a on a ball with with low seams before, you know how hard it is to to grip it to you know get it to do what you want it to do. Um, so I'm I'm sure that didn't help either. Yeah, I mean, it's not like like you said when you're playing travel baseball back in the day. You take the ball into the dugout, you scrape it on the cement real quick, and you go back out there. So yeah. you throw your curveball, it moves like <laughs> ten inches. <laughs> that doesn't work. Even that, if you're you're playing on those all dirt fields and you just get a couple ground outs, and the ball's already scuffed for you. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen in the major league. So I guess you got to find some yeah. other ways to go about it. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know where I stand on the Astros, like quote-unquote cheating thing i mean since then there's been like at least 10 other teams that have had some similar type of i mean not to the extent the astros had it obviously Mm. but like sign stealing if you want to call it that like techniques or whatever yeah Um, the the red Sox, the yankees the rockies yeah like all those and all those teams and it's like yeah i mean you want to crucify the astros but like because you convinced they're not good and now you know they went to Game Seven of the ALCS last year in a neutral site, and now they're tied for first place in the American League West. Like, and they're hitting. Where are you at? Yeah. Like, did it help them? Yes, but like I've been saying it since it first started. They're good because they were terrible for seven years straight and have like twenty first round picks on their team. Yeah. Them cheating just enhanced it. Like, they were good before that, and they're still good now. And this is without Justin Verlander pitching for them. Yeah, no Verlander. Granky, who's like 43 he's, years old. Yeah, he's throwing like 75 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Might as well go get Charlie out there at Charlie yeah. Cucciera. Lance McCullers <laughs> is dead again. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. But there's a couple right. other pitchers that have been hurt like super recently. And I want to get your take yeah. on which ones you think might be affected by sticky stuff potentially causing injuries mm-hmm. um so i'm just gonna we'll go one by one and you tell me yes or no all right and i'll tell you their their injury 
So I guess we'll start with yep. the best pitcher in baseball, Jacob DeGrom. So in a couple of things, lat, yep. oblique kind of thing, shoulder fatigue, mm. whatever. Do you think that has to do with him not being able to use a foreign substance? No, I think that has to do with him swinging the bat. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. That's what even Freddie Freeman said to him. You know, I think I think there was a there was a text conversation between them where Freddie asked, like, you know, I know you love hitting four hundred over four hundred or whatever, but the game needs you more on the mound than it does in the box. Um you know, they talked about where he was hurting and Freddie was like, Yeah, you know, when I when I get injured and you know, I come back or like beginning of spring training when I first start playing games again, like that's, that's where sore. I have pain. I didn't yeah, see I that. Sore. Um but I mean, Degrom got checked twice. I was gonna say they just checked him twice was, today, and he doesn't he matter. He's still clowning. The, him, so. <laughs> I, I love, I love that he was the first pitcher in baseball. To, to listen, get if you're the other team, you might as well do it. Like, just exactly. go check him. We're not gonna get a hit off him anyway, so hopefully yeah. he has something on. <laughs> All right, how about Steven Strasburg? Because mm. he well, had, he's, he's had a, had a neck again? and a shoulder. Yeah. He's had that shoulder injury. He has. I, yes, yeah. I, I think I think he's fine. Okay, so no. How about Max Scherzer? A little forearm fatigue. He's another. I, that's that forearm. It's all, the forearm elbow inflammation. That's been been a thing for him too. Yeah, I remember and that one story. Old. That one time he is also old. I, when I was reading, it was after they won the World Series, and they were like, "Oh, he was pitching all this stuff, blah blah blah," and he was like, "Yeah, the the day after I pitch." I can't even pour milk into the cereal yes. bowl. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's incredible to me. Um, I, how about Matt Boyd? I, he, if you don't follow baseball like a diehard like that, he's actually like a pretty solid pitcher. Um, I mean, obviously the Tigers are terrible, but he's a pretty solid Certified pitcher himself. Tigers ace. Yep, he is their ace. And he is, he is solid. He's solid. He's um, solid. Just went on the injured list forearm discomfort second time this season no i Still i honestly okay. think all all these injuries are because of the shortened season last year and like i said i think i said this in a prior video we did that it's like the nba you know you had the the weird season last year the timing's um, off. even though yeah. timing's off you know even though mlb got the Got the got their full rest compared to the NBA, who got like three months compared to the usual five or six. Um, you know these guys, by this point in this, they played more games at this point in the season than they did all of last year. So you don't think either so, for Shane Bieber, Austin Gomber, or Danny Duffy, because Gomber just got, got put on the IL. Gomber, yeah. Forearm, Duffy, forearm, Bieber, shoulder. Yeah, I I really think it's just just what happened last year it's just they're not they're not used to going this deep anymore i feel like gomber and duffy might be sticky stuff guys because mm-hmm, gomber's been like sneaky good this year yeah he has been sneaky good this year and now he's hurt and that duffy yeah. like he's been hurt but it's never been his throwing arm like it's been like mm-hmm. random other stuff that like has like hindered him um yeah all right so i guess keats on the it's the wear and tear thing of a you've already played more games than you did last year type of thing mm-hmm. um Let's move on. So back to the Tampa Bay Rays. Shun do, the sun do be shining down there. Yes. They just announced yesterday uh, that they're going to call up their number one prospect, Wander Franco. A number one prospect of all of baseball, and, right? Yes. He has been Pipeline's number one prospect for two years. 
when he was an international prospect, the only player they had rated higher than him was Shohei Otani. Um, so we're not going to give away all of this, but dropping on Tuesday morning, so by the time you listen to this, it might have dropped already, fellow Beak, Beak Brands member there, Tom Rupel, his article of the day is about Wander Franco, so if you want some more information on him, feel free to read up on that. Drops at 8 a.m. Tuesday the 22nd. But for now, Keith, what do you think the expectations are for Franco and the Rays? Um, I think for the Rays, if there are any Rays fans out there, they're expecting them to carry this team. I mean, Austin Meadows has been playing great. Um, On my fantasy besides, baseball team. Yep. <laughs> I, and besides that, you know, shortstop has been an area where they had gotten, like, zero production. Um, You know, Willie Adamas well, has always been, like, solid. They traded and him. They, they traded him. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna, yeah, so I was going to say. So Willie Adamas has always been solid, and they traded him, and he was hitting, like, 180 for them this year. Yeah. And not playing great defense either. So I, when they traded him like a month ago, everyone was like, oh, it's Wander Franco time. And it was actually Taylor Walls time. Who <laughs> uh, made like three errors. He, well, and he, but he's like their number six prospect. You know, he's not, he's not terrible. Third round pick in 2017. But I think his first, first game, he made like two or three errors. And like yeah. two of them were like in the same inning. Um, through 26 games, 76 at bats, he's hitting 237. Um, which is about so, league know, average, by the way, this year. It is I think the league, league average, average is like 248, so he's just like a tick yes. below it. Yes, but that OPS is sitting at a nice, like, 680. Oh, you love to or see maybe, that. maybe 700. <laughs> um, if I can, I don't know, I, I can't do math right now, but yeah, he, it's, a, it's a position where they've gotten zero production from. Um, you know, they're, they're expecting to get their, their future top-of-the-order guy for the next seven years plus. So, Franco's only 20 years old, making his MLB debut, and listen, this is unfortunate for someone who, I mean, obviously they, I was trying to be a little, like, contrarian with it, I picked the Blue Jays to win the American League East, and they've been killing it, but the division is so good that they're still, like, six games back, or last time I checked, they were, like, six games back, which, like, all right, come on. If Franco is even, like, 70% of what the hype is on this guy, it's over. Over. The Rays are going to win the division because he's going to bat like even 310. With no pitching. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Because the Rays are out here doing some voodoo shit every time they play a game. Their starter pitches like three innings, and it's like, oh, their bullpen's going to explode. But like, nah, because they pretty much have like five long relievers, and they're, they're all like yep. fake starters, and they just piggyback every game. Um, yep. How they manage that, I have not a singular clue, but it works mm-hmm. for them. And if Franco is good... Not even amazing. If he's just good, it's a wrap. Like, they're going to win the division. Yeah. Last time we'll be back in time for playoffs. Scary yep. time. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not going to be fun uh, for for anyone in that division. I just wonder if they're going to call up, end up calling any of their top pitching prospects. You know, Brendan McKay has been, like, a two-way, two-way star since, like, 2019 or whatever. Or I think he got drafted in 2017. Um, and I remember... Like, I would always check in on him just to see what he was doing, like, hitting pitching-wise. In minor leagues, his ERA was always around, like, 3-5, and he was hitting, like, 200. So he doesn't look like he's going to be a 2A player, but he hasn't played this year. I don't, I don't, I think he might have had Tommy John. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, shoulder surgery. Yeah. That's what it was. So he's, he's one guy that's down. Brent Honeywell Jr. had a great first start, 
then he got rocked in the next two times he went out there. Um, and I think I, I'm guessing he's hurt right now too because he's only thrown one AAA start. Yeah. And he's a guy that's that's gone through more injuries than anyone can imagine. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna be weird. They, I mean, that that the, with the depth of the farm, their farm system, they're in the position to make a move, but their front office does not make moves like yeah, that. Yeah, they don't. Unless they're gonna flee somebody. I was, gonna say, I was just about to say that they're about to trade somebody who's like kind of good, and they're gonna finesse yeah. some poor team into giving them like way more than this guy's worth. Yep. Yep. Like the they're gonna trade the Nationals for like Joe Ross or something. And then, like Joe, something and then Joe Ross will become like Jacob the Ground 2.0 because he'll learn how to <laughs> exactly. throw strikes and no one will be able to hit him ever again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to be something ridiculous like that. So I just think it's amazing that they signed Rich Hill. And I was like, oh, that's going to be the guy that goes six innings from the time. And he was like, oh, two and two thirds. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. But listen, check out Tom's piece on Wander Franco for tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Drops on Tuesday. Me and Keith are both very excited. Neither of us got him in our fantasy baseball league. My dad beat both of us to it, so yeah. what are you going to do? I don't really have room for him, but, you know. Yeah, okay, Keith. My whole team <laughs> bats 325 every week over there. Take it easy. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next segment, Who's Your Randy? I've also gotten good feedback from this from Hunter, by the way. He digs there the name. Go. Digs the name. Um, so... If you're new to this, we're going to give you a random waiver ad to scoop in your fantasy baseball leagues. It is Keith's turn to go first. So, Keith, who do you got? I got Vladimir Gutierrez on the Cincinnati Reds. So, up until the start two days ago on Saturday against the Padres. So, that's that's my outlier. I don't really count this one. Um, he had pitched great. Five runs, one Five innings, one run. Five innings, two runs. Seven innings, two runs. Six innings, two runs. Um, those last two starts where he went over five innings, seven strikeouts and six strikeouts. So he strikes out a lot of guys. Controls a little wild. You know, averages like two and a half walks a game. But with that Reds offense, all you have to do is give up less than three runs, and you're probably yeah. going to get a win. Yeah, he's already three and one. Even giving up five runs against the Padres two days ago, he got the no decision. So, you the know, Reds score a lot was, of runs, Reds score a lot of runs. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was good for the most part. You know, he had those four walks, which, you know, you don't like to see. But the only two big hits he gave up was a two run homer to Jake Cronenworth and a three run double to Machado. You know, if one of those don't ha- like don't happen, that's a that's it's a decent start. start. Either two yeah. runs or three runs. Um. So he's he's definitely got to look out look out for while uh you know Sonny Gray's still out ERA under four WHIP at one point three decent enough if you need a if you need a guy. And I just want to say this is not a random. Um, Luis Castillo has been terrible so far this year, and he's because yeah. I have him. He was I, when I last checked his roster ship, he was at like eighty six percent. His past two starts have been really good, so like he might be turning the corner against the Padres yesterday. Six innings, six strikeouts, only two earned runs. Um, yeah, so that's if huge. He might, if he's out there in your league, like if someone dropped him because they were just fed up with it, you might want to go scoop him while you're there. Him and Vlad Gutierrez over there. Yeah. Um, my random ad of the week. Now, if you missed my article last week, it was all pitchers because I did it in ode to Tyler Glass now over there going down with an injury. I did all pitchers. Um, Mike Miner. 
That's my guy. So now, if you play in a categories league, you can stop listening for the next three minutes because he is awful in a categories league. Don't pick him up in a categories league. I'm telling you, don't do it. If you play rotisserie, like if you're like a peasant, I probably wouldn't add him there either. But if you play in a points yeah. league, which me and Keith play in, <laughs> you should go add this guy. All right. One, he plays for the Royals, so kind of like the Reds, he gets good run support. The Royals are a pretty good offensive team. He strikes out a decent amount of guys. Four out of his last six starts, he has at least six strikeouts in. So you like that. He rarely walks anyone. Over his past six starts, he's only had one start where he's given up more than one walk. Sign me up. He's only owning 44% of leagues. So if you need to stream a guy... Or if you're like me and your entire pitching staff is on the injured list and you need someone who can kind of fi- fill that spot, Mike Miner might be the guy for you. Yeah. And he also goes uh, deep into games, by the way. He normally pitches six-plus innings every time he goes out there. So, like... And you know what? One more thing that I didn't think about till right now. He might get traded. Yeah. The Royals are not you know going to win that division. And if he gets traded to a team that's good, like a Mets, maybe the, well, I don't know. Maybe if he gets traded to a team that's good, everyone's dead. His win numbers might go up even more. So that's yeah. just another thing to think about right there that I just thought about on the fly. So there you go. Yeah. Big brain time. <laughs> Big brain yeah, time. Yeah, that could be a good pickup. Trade deadline's coming up by second week in july people are gonna be flying off seams that's right so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see that's right uh so let's go to beat the streak last week i think the only guy we hit on did you hit on your other guy i hit nelson cruz at a home run no no tatis was my only guy last week and yeah so it wasn't wasn't good wasn't good wasn't a good week uh who do you have this week though for tomorrow okay which is tuesday even though it's dropping on monday we're picking for tuesday's slate I got Tim Anderson against Tyler Anderson. Battle of the Andersons. I'm pretty sure the last time I pick a righty against Tyler Anderson, they got a hit. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm in good shape again. You know, righty-lefty split. Tim Anderson crushes lefties. Uh, we're in good shape. I we're mean, no, shape. not much more you can ask for. Tim Tim Anderson, I think he's the leadoff hitter. He's going to get at least four at-bats. Um gets on base a lot he's like the only guy hitting over like 280 on that the white Sox team and, and let's also throw in like keith said last week the pirates bullpen is terrible yeah so even if they chase even if they chase tyler anderson and he doesn't get a hit off him they ain't bringing anyone who's gonna be any better so he still has a chance to get a hit um yeah. i'm gonna go with mitch hanniger against kyle freeland for kind of the same reasons kyle freeland has been horrendous since 2016 i don't know how he's got good stuff but all right his era is over nine right now um he's a lefty mitch hanniger is a righty if you listen to this all the time you know i have a thing for mitch hanniger so like i can't can't say no to it and the rockies bullpen is not good (laughs) so hanniger like keith just said like anderson should get at least four ab's and maybe he won't screw me like Marcus Simeon did on Sunday and take a nice fat 0 for 6 in a game where the Blue Jays scored like 10 runs. So you'll love to see that. Um, so go Mitch Hanniger, go against Kyle Freeland. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And to wrap it up, Keith, 
your series of the week. We've been picking a lot of West Coast games. Are you going to stick with that theme? I'm back on West Coast baseball. <laughs> Listen, West Coast baseball is some of the stupidest baseball you ever watch. <laughs> it's like, like if you're on the East Coast watching West, West Coast baseball, it's like one in the morning. It's like the seventh inning. And they also look like they're playing like it's like one in the morning. <laughs> it is – I literally do not understand how they function out there. But I got a nice battle of the bay this weekend. Uh, Oakland A's, our favorite team, is the San Francisco Giants. You know, two great pitching teams. This one's actually in San Francisco. And the, the Giants do like – I think they played 70-ish games, something like that, 72 games. Through 72 games, they've hit the third most home runs in franchise history in the year of the dead ball. You know, and they don't, they do not play in a hitter friendly park either. No, they do not play in a hitter friendly <laughs> park. Even besides the park, their offense is dead no matter what. Yeah. Um, so something's going on this year to match with that good pitching. Um, but yeah, battle of two first place teams, battle of the Bay will be a good series. Me and Keith always, and not really me and Keith, I kind of just spam him every time the A's wear that Kelly Green uniform because I just love it so much. And Keith was like, yeah. yeah, every time they wear that, they win. Like, they just win yeah. every time. But not with the gray pants. With the white pants, no, they win. the white pants. Yep. Yes. So they wore the gray pants against the Yankees. They didn't win. So it's still it's still going. White pants with the Kelly Green top. That's yeah. right. They wear them at home. Um my series of the week here, this is, I don't think, two teams that we haven't picked yet so far this year. I'm going Royals-Yankees. And you're probably saying, why would you say that? Well, uh, even though I don't like the Yankees, they're definitely exciting to watch. I mean, they've turned three triple plays this year. Like, that's, like, unheard yeah. of. Um, you get to see your oldest Chapman who throws 1,000 miles an hour, which is nice if they're winning the game. Like I said, the mm -hmm. Royals put up a decent amount of runs. Garrett Cole is pitching in this series, so if you like pitching, you get to see him too. Maybe my boy Mike Miner will get a start. I have to check the uh, check the probable pitchers, but all right, you could throw him in there. You get to see the Royals' exciting young talent. You got Whit Merrifield stealing bases like there's no tomorrow. The guy's a beast. All right, Alberto Mondesi hitting yeah. 460 foot bombs. That's right. Finally off the D, uh, the IL again yep. with his bad hammy. He's been hanging out with Rav for too long. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, just like how people, random people are like, I don't even know who that guy is. We just throw random exactly. people's names in there. Um, so this is going to, I think this is going to be a pretty exciting series. Yeah. So listen, I'm there and you, you never know. You might get to see hey, how funny would this be? Another thing just popped into my brain. If the, the, someone on the Yankees checks a pitcher on the Royals and he's got like pine tar and he loses his mind like George Brett did. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so funny. I don't know why that just but, popped into my head. I don't, but... even, I don't even think the managers are, you know, like asking to, to check the pitchers. It's like a routine check. So on the Mets games today, after the, after the top of the first and after the bottom of the first, both pitchers were checked. Um, and I think it happened again after the fourth inning. And then every reliever that came into the game got checked before they before they throw a warm up pitch. But Keith, so we'll be... they they want to make the game shorter. Why would they do that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, I agree. No sense. I agree. Um, but listen, that was a nice thirty. Isn't it great when baseball feeds you topics you don't have to go digging for? Like that was an easy yes. thirty five minutes. We did like ten minutes of prep for this. That's exactly. why. That's what we live for, right there. Exactly. Um, 
So listen, if you want to follow me and Keith on social media, at Tim Ferdinand, at Keith Hernandez, two Zs on the Instagram there. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, same type of thing. Also follow Meek Phil. I don't know him, like I said before, but I just think he's hilarious, so go follow I'm, him. I'm Keith, Keith17H on Twitter. There you go, Keith17H on Twitter. He's really just trying to be the real Keith Hernandez. Um, yeah. Beakbrands.com, check out the website. Remember, like we said before, Tom's article about Wander Franco comes out Tuesday morning, so check that out. Give him some clicks. He's normally a UFC guy, but he also likes baseball. Apparently, he likes Dominican prospects that are making their Major League debut, so put that in there. Um, also on the website, waiver wire column. Every single week, you can check it. Not out yet, but it's coming later. And uh, listen, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, share with your friends, comment, Spotify, Apple, same deal. Me and Keith will be back at this next week. And like Keith said before, we're closing in on the All-Star game. We're closing in on the trade deadline. So we got a lot of stuff coming at us. It's coming fast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So until next time, me and Keith are out.